the tents are okay. Zubita's world. It's just like your world. Except it's not. Well, maybe once in a while. Season 11, Episode 6. The review for these tents is going to be bad. So, let's talk turkey. (laughs) Because we're going to talk it not only metaphorically, but we're going to talk about it literally. Um, Yesterday was November 14th, which was Zubita's Friendsgiving. And yes, 2020 continues to just be, well, the shit show of a circus that 2020 is. Um, So yeah, COVID, obviously, blah, blah, blah. We're all tired of hearing about COVID, but that's all that seems to, like it's driving and impacting everything. So obviously, we've previously talked, Zubida cannot cram 25 people, 30 people into her garage and then not like have somebody come down with the Rona and we don't want anyone to die or even to be really sick or possibly incur medical expenses, yada, yada, yada. It's very irresponsible. So I totally re-envisioned this event, which was going to be under 900 square feet of tent. It was, we're going to be social distanced and we're, we're, we're going to have heaters and it'll be fine and blah, 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 blah. And we had a crew over here and we put up its tent and that was a that was its own special like layer level of hell there um it may not have been like the most inner ring of hell but it was pretty close i'm here to tell you what and we can talk more about that but yeah so the tents had only been up for like a day or so and it wasn't yet friendsgiving and a little bit of rain came through a little bit of rain maybe a little bit of wind but really not that much. Like the sound clip at the beginning of this episode was far more rain than we got at the Zubita's World, um, you know, world headquarters here. And I'm just saying, yeah, what happened? Well, let's talk to Engineer Pete, Zubita's good buddy. <clears throat> okay. Um, so what happened was it rained and stormed and there was leaves and water on the top of this thing and it all collapsed in. Like these 900 square feet all went down. And there was water all on top of it. Uh, it was a mess. Like there's bent poles, uh, which are now, uh, I don't know what the term is, uh, very hastily and shoddily uh, repaired with wire ties and duct tape. Yeah, we use duct tape. We use pipes, too. I mean, like copper piping. Yeah, we did have a surplus uh, recycling save of uh, multi-diameters of copper pipes. And it, we we use those both to, um, to like, go around and encapsulate uh, a member that had broken a structural rod that are, I think they were steel, but they were very uh, thin steel because a lot of them were bent. But there had to be hundreds of pounds of water on the top of that thing, I think, before it collapsed. That's possible. Yeah. I just need to take a second to call cowboy bullshit on the hundreds of pounds of rain. It didn't even rain that much. And by the way, what happens next when some math is done? What do we really find out about these 
hundreds of pounds. Yeah, just listen. See, what is it? Six? Water weighs 8.34 pounds per gallon. Eight. Thank you. Eight. Uh, So how many, like, how many gallons would we need? Like, I would probably say there's at least, at least, well, that thing was pretty heavy. I'd say probably there was probably 10 gallons worth of um, at least, like, I think we could have filled up two 10-gallon buckets, which would be 80 pounds. I'm sorry to interrupt and call cowboy shenanigans again, but let's review the math so far. So, water weighs 8.34 pounds per gallon. So, okay, he says there's probably 10 gallons. That's 83.4 pounds of water. He rounds it down to 80. I mean, I'll allow it. But then he says we'll fill up two 10-gallon buckets, which would be then 20 gallons, and then still says it's 80 pounds. See, the musical interlude wasn't even long enough for my cowboy bullshit explanation. Let's start it again, just for conclusion. That'd be like me hanging on it. Okay, I know I keep interrupting, but did he honestly just say that he weighed like 80 pounds? I mean, he's a lean guy, but come on. I don't think I could do that. Well, maybe I could. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's probably more than that. There was a lot. There was a lot of water on there. Remember? Well, I remember. Okay. So yeah, that's the whole story on the on the tents, and they're they're up now. Oh, if only that had remained true. So fast forward, oh, not even fifteen hours. I mean, well, maybe around fifteen hours. Fifteen hours sounds right. <clears throat> One of the people uh, who had Marion, who had helped uh, fix the tents and get them standing with duct tape, zip ties and copper piping, um, texted me to say, hey, man, are the tents still standing? And I had already looked outside, and I knew they were standing. But instead of answering her right away, I said, I think I'll step outside and take a picture, and I'll send it to her, and I'll prove, because I was the one that said they'd stay standing, and everyone else said, "Ah, I'm not sure about that. And so, yeah, right as I stepped outside, literally right as I stepped outside, like a little breeze blew. I mean, not even that hard, like, maybe even gentler. My point is, is that all of a sudden I saw the one side of the tents blow in, and then it just cascaded, and things cracked and broke, and it was irretrievably done. Which, let's go back for a minute and revisit. Like, up until now, like, we... Like, we're all thinking, well, I didn't think it, but other people thought that, like, it was because it rained. And they're like, oh, there were some leaves and there was some water. And, you know, engineer Pete spent all that time trying to hypothesize about how much water there was. And, by the way, there wasn't freaking 10 gallons of water on top of the tents, blah, blah. No way, Jose. There was maybe three gallons of water distributed over 900 square feet, four tops, I'm just saying. My point is, is that I said I thought the wind took it down. They said they thought the rain took it down. But I think... We now know, and we've. I Zubit has been vindicated. The wind took it down because I saw it. I saw it actually happen. So the picture that I sent her was that. And then what happened was, is then because I have to be responsible, I realized there's no way 
No way, no way. And it was so cold, by the way. No way that we were going to be able to actually have Friendsgiving outside, which meant it had to be moved inside. And that meant that seeing as how Zubida's world is a teeny tiny little house, um, that I had to say, like, not very many people, like, you know, will want to be here or I want them to be here. And so I sent the text out to all the invitees. And then they started dropping like flies going scared of COVID can't come scared of COVID can't come. And by the way, I'm not making fun of them. Everyone has to do their own risk assessment. It's totally cool in this like new world that you just decide like, that's too big of a risk and people don't judge they just accept. But anyway, what my point is, is that I knew that was happening. And so then it got down to like 15 people. And then I disinvited some people. I mean, in a nice way, I said, I love you and I wish you could be here, but like 80% of the people are in the same COVID bubble and you're outside the COVID bubble. And since we can't social distance to like we need to, um, I mean, we're going to, to our best, but like, it's just too many. And so I said, I wish you could be here, but sorry. And so they said, okay, thank you for telling me maybe next year. Um, you know, have a happy Friendsgiving. And so then what happened was is it was a very intimate group of people at Friendsgiving. And so this meant that I've been cooking turkeys a long way, but I always need the oven because there's so many people and so many side dishes and there's always like two or three turkeys being cooked. And what ends up happening is, is I do them in a variety of ways. I grill them, I deep fry them, I blah, 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 whatever, you know. My point is, is that I could actually, this year meant that I traditionally cooked a turkey, I put it in the bag, I put the bag in the roaster, I put the roaster in the oven on 350 degrees, and it cooked for approximately three hours and 15 minutes, and this was the juiciest turkey ever, and if you're wondering why I'm telling you all about this, it's because I promised that we would metaphorically and literally talk turkey about Friendsgiving, ha <laughs> ha, yes, Zubida did remember that comment. I did circle back around to it. It's one of my superpowers, my friends will tell you, is the ability to go off on a tangent and then from tangent one onto tangent two and then tangent two onto tangent three and then tangent three onto tangent four, tangent four onto tangent five, and then over the course of the next 45 minutes, actually work my way up the, back up the tangent tree to the original point. And there's always at some point where, which they're both surprised and impressed, or at least in my mind, they appear to be that way, that I was able to actually trace out and back again my route it's like when you're like playing the video game and you're like running from the uh, you know the dead people and you're fighting your way through monsters and you're like in the old abandoned hospital that's got like 22 floors and like 4,000 rooms and you have to remember that first you ran up you know the uh, north stairwell three flights of stairs and you went down um, four doors on your left and then there was the safe space and then you went down two doors to the right and you cleared out the room and you kill the monster and then you found in the bathroom a clue that needed to take you up two flights of stairs using the south staircase and go down three doors and then there was a secret trap door that took you up to the fourth floor and then that's how it all went around and you have to retrace your routes all back down that was always my part of the video gaming like I was really terrible at killing the monsters but I know you remember Space Monkey yeah so we play all the Silent Hills like we played them through there's one we haven't played and he still has it and it's like from the way back but like we stopped in the way back but now we're going to be picking it back up again but we have to figure out how to do it in COVID but I'm so tired of talking about COVID um, but my point is what was my point we're going to replay Silent Hill, 
that's because, oh, because Space Spunky always kills the monsters and I'm good at running at them, which is why I'm good at tangents, was when I was explaining to you why I was going off on the menu. Oh, and just wrapping up Friendsgiving in a bow, too, that it occurred. It was lovely. I had a great time. I mean, it was bittersweet because, you know, different ways and different things you can enjoy in different ways. And I find joy in all the different ways. This year, I mean, the joy came from just a very small, intimate group of people um, doing, you know, a paired back menu, a very traditional Thanksgiving menu. You know, sometimes, you know, my menu will include both traditional and whatever, but very traditional. And, you know, everyone's got their own interpretations of a traditional or what's special to them. At the Zubita's World Friendsgiving, for instance, um, one of the mainstays is the smoky butternut squash soup. Pretty much universally liked by everybody. It's just one of those things that, uh, you know, was introduced one year and was loved, and now we have it every year. It's just we know that's part of the Friendsgiving menu. Um, but, you know, there were people who weren't present that we, you know, thought about, talked about in a nice way, not a bitchy gossipy behind their back way, but in a wish-they-could-be-here way, you know, because why would we invite people to Friendsgiving that we just want to be catty about behind their backs? That's not what we want to do. No, we genuinely miss those people. I know I miss those people as well. Um, my point is friends out there in the world is that who knows what the upcoming holidays look like I don't know what they're going to look like for you I don't know what they're going to look like for me but I think one of the things that I've taken away this year and I hope that you've taken away and if you haven't think about my words um, you know I'm oftentimes very you know just flippant and jokey jokey ha 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 you know but honestly, sometimes I can be thoughtful. And here's one of those thoughtful moments. Um, seriously, we have to just adapt to what it is in the moment. It doesn't mean it's forever. Um, there's a season for everything. And right now, the season requires, you know, ad adapting our normal life and reconfiguring it. And I think one of the best ways that w one of the best things we can do for ourselves is to instead of gnawing, you know, our, gnashing our teeth at the fact that it's not the way, you know, that we would prefer to have it, I think instead is to find and focus on the joys of the way it is, you know. So I don't want to sit around and be sad about all the ways Friendsgiving wasn't the normal Friendsgiving. Instead, I want to tell you that I had a very joyful day, and I celebrated it for what it was. And it was wonderful, and that's what I think we have to do every day is as we do things a little bit differently, is find ways to rejoice in those things. You know, slowing down, you know, life a little bit more quiet in some ways. I mean, you know, it's hard to be overscheduled when you can't go so many places or do so many things. Discovering new things that you yourself can do. I just, all of those things are things I want to keep ahead of me, especially as we head into it. Because, you know, as tough as the first time around was, it was during the spring. It was during the summer. You could go outside. It was warm. The sun was shining on you, and the birds were singing, and, you know, and all that good stuff, and the flowers were blooming, and, you know, now the leaves are off the trees, and it's cold, and it's only going to get colder, and it gets dark so early in the day, and, man, we got to find a way to cope. And so one of the ways I plan on coping, I, spoiler alert, is we're just going to have lots more Zubita's World episodes. I mean, I took a week break because of Friendsgiving. 
my target is under the relaunch was to release every week. But who knows? I think that as we get deep into the winter, um, you might start seeing bonus Zuba World episodes. The regular episode, I'm making this up on the spot. I'm making an executive decision. Ladies and gentlemen, it's like, wow, you're in the studio with me. You're in my head, man. Because now we're making a plan. And from now on, I will say this, is, is that I'm still going to be back on the weekly Sunday release. It's Sunday today. So, you know, despite our week off, we have our release for episode six. But going forward, um, at no promised interval as yet, there are going to be bonus midweek episodes. And those bonus episodes are going to be interesting because they're not necessarily going to be in the same format that you've come to know, love, um, you know, admire or laugh at. I don't know what you think about the format, but I mean, you have to admit there is a format, right? And somewhat of a format. Um, I typically start with some kind of a cold opening, you know, where you jump right into the middle of things and then you've got the theme song and da, da, da. I don't need to recap with you what the format is. My point is, is that you need to be looking for bonus Zubita's World episodes um, very soon. They might just be on different topics or things or who knows what they'll be on, but it's going to be good, man. You know, I don't know if those people were clapping because they, like, agreed with the points. They're like, yeah, what great points, Zubida. Or if they were like... I am so happy that that rambling narrative has come to a conclusion. Hip, hip, hooray. I mean, who knows? I could go either way. But my point is, I don't know what my point was. Um, I'm looking at the clock and seeing that I have a little bit more time with you. So I wanted to take a moment and, you know, just discuss for a second. I don't know what you thought about. You know, I always use these musical bridges. We're talking about the format of Zubita's World. So now my brain is churning the format of it and in this particular case you know sometimes I do the musical bridge sometimes I do the voiceover on the musical bridge and this time I repeatedly interrupted a conversation to do that musical bridge voiceover which I thought was kind of delightful because it was like you got to not only like live the conversation that I was having with um, engineer Pete or any guest for that matter you know I could do this in the future but then you got like thoughts because I mean obviously when I listen back to these you know recordings there are things that run through my head like any person I mean you have thoughts when you're listening to it I have thoughts as well um first and foremost being do I really sound like that um but that's just a little side thought but my point is is that I do think about these things and so it was kind of fun in this post-production portion of the podcast to be able to actually you know uh you know put my thoughts back in it you know, except I don't know that I used post-production correctly. We should do a little quick little internet check here. Let's see what happens when I type in post-production into the Google search bar. <clears throat> All right, Wikipedia comes up. Post-production is part of the process of filmmaking, video production, and photography. I don't see podcast on that three-item list, so I don't really need to go deeper into it, except that maybe I am not using that phrase correctly. That's unfortunate. Well, 
you know, it's all part of the learning process here. I've always told you it's a little bit of an amateur hour, although I do feel like we're getting a little less amateur hour every episode. Um, but obviously, Subida needs to read up on post-production and crap like that. But blah, blah, blah. I like winging it. Um, I especially like winging it with you all out there in the world listening to me. Suckers. <laughs> no, 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 you're not suckers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. I love that you're out there in the world. I don't know who you are. I know you're mostly not my friends, but they're a handful of friends. So I love the fact that my friends listen or some of them. I love the fact that random people out there in the world listen. Um, But regardless, I think I've tortured you enough this week or tortured myself. No, um, this is never a torture event. It's not like waterboarding. Um, I'm just happy that we're all here together, and we have the wherewithal that I can make this podcast in the Zubita's World studio. You, wherever you are, can use electronic devices to listen to the Zubita's World podcast. And as always, remember, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach out to me on Twitter. That's at Zubita's World, um, the at sign, Z-U-B-I-D-A-S-W-O-R-L-D. You can also reach out to me on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Zubida's World, um, Z-U-B-I-D-A-S-W-O-R-L-D, not least of which you can go onto the platform that hosts me, my primary platform, Podbean, um, or any platform, frankly, that you use to listen to Zubida's World, and leave a comment. Let me know what you've got to say. Um, I would love that a lot. So my apologies that you heard the little ding of my somebody texting um, the worst part was, is it wasn't even a text to me. It was just, I was on a text string. So how annoying is that? But I love all of you. I hope that you are adapting to your new circumstances and there goes more people answering back. Dear, let's wrap this up before it gets even more amateur, shall we? This has been a Zubida's World production. Sound effect at the beginning of the podcast brought to you by www.zapsplat.com.